Special Agent Gracie Stratus sat up straight in the passenger seat, her hands cold and damp. Her right finger slowly worked the beads between thumb and pointer. The smooth orbs radiated warmth from the trip in her pocket. She was careful to keep them out of the driver's line of sight, hidden behind her right leg. Special Agent Charles Davis drove the Ford Crown Vic, and she wanted to keep this little crutch to herself. What do you have in your right hand? Charles said. Damn, he was observant. Keepsake. She held them up for Charles to see. A loop of black woven cotton strung with round beads. One was ornate silver, and the rest were glossy olive wood. Dots of red paint still clung to the smooth wood in places. Charles glanced at her from under his gold-rimmed aviators. Ah, Comboloy. I was in Greece for a while. They love those things there. You Greek? Gracie shook her head, watching the road ahead. No, my dad brought them back with him from Rhodes when I was a girl. Your dad in the Foreign Service? Charles said. Gracie turned her attention to the world outside the passenger window. She watched the strip malls pass by. These had never been things of beauty. After years of use, they were now a refuge for struggling businesses. Peeling paint, signs with missing letters, and a good sprinkling of rust. These were the up-and-comers, wannabes, never-beens, and has-beens, and plenty of parking. The electric wasland had seen better days. The pump and munch got right down to it. Fred's elf storage probably couldn't fulfill on its promise. In big letters, Capital Buffet boasted, always open, and just below hung a sign that read, closed. No, he wasn't in the service, Gracie said. She turned back to Charles. What should we expect when we get to the house? Gracie's skin tingled, and the dampness on her palms persisted. She flexed her hands, first the left, then the right, grateful for the strength of what was only a fractionally faded youth. Thirty still felt young. She leaned her head back against the headrest, projecting outward calm, a rookie in complete control, ready to bust some serious trouble right in the mouth. Charles was silent for a moment. He looked back over at Gracie and pushed his sunglasses back up on his nose. You're white as a ghost, Charles said. He turned back to the road with a faint smile on his lips. Relax, I've got this one, he said. You're just along for the ride. Assignments out of this office are almost always a snooze. Charles peeked at Gracie sidelong. A little passport fraud here, a little babysitting some foreign dignitary there, mostly the latter. Expect the expected, a series of boring non-events and paperwork. Gracie's face flushed. Right, I know. She stared hard out the passenger window, angling her face away from the driver. The late morning sky hung above, cloudless and blue, the kind of early spring California day that cast an optimistic gleam on almost everything. Even the cookie-cutter suburban monotony of Riverside outside her car window. It's my first field trip. I worked hard to get here. I'm ready. She shoved the beads back into her right pants pocket next to her phone and turned back to Charles. He was a tall, fit man in his late 40s. 
He kept his brown hair closely cropped. His dark blue polo shirt had been professionally pressed and his navy khakis creased. There were several nasty-looking scars raked across his tanned right forearm. Charles snorted. I'm sure. Someday soon you'll be up to your eyes in the intractable. Embassy staff will ignore rational advice. Your protection detail will scramble because your protectee lacks any sense of self-preservation. Charles flashed Gracie a bright, friendly smile. You'll swim across crocodile-infested rivers, pulling a raft with your goddamned bare hands, aiming for the international border because people are always too slow to evacuate an embassy. That's what you have to be ready for. Still smiling, he winked at Gracie from behind his sunglasses. True story, you know.